Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM Life Changing Radio WJMM. So grateful that you've tuned in this morning. I'm so grateful for today as well, too, and so grateful for your support of this radio station and the Ministry of Encounter. For more information about Encounter, please go to the Hope Encounter. Uh, .org or email me at bill at the hope encounter, uh, dot org. Just so you know, as we've been talking about on this radio show, the Encounter Bible Studies have kicked off and started. They're going to run through the entire summer and they'll end sometime late September. If you're looking to get into a great Bible study, men with men, women with women, email me at bill at the hope encounter.org. Every Tuesday night, a group meets, and they're going to work through this Encounter Bible study that I've been talking about on this radio show uh, for the past several weeks. Today, we're going to be talking about anchor number nine. We work through 12 anchors of hope. Today, we're, we're going to work through anchor number nine, but I want you to get into that Bible study. Uh, it's a wonderful Bible study. It'll change your life. I was just sharing with the producer at WJMM before we got on the air this morning that encounter, God has given Encounter a vision to change the face of recovery in the churches, as well as a vision to change what discipleship looks like in the church. You see, Jesus never compromised grace for truth he was full of both, and somehow churches seem to struggle with either more grace and less truth or more truth and less grace. One could be a sentimental ministry, one could be a legalistic ministry, but Jesus came full of both, and he never compromised one for the other. Another thing that Jesus never compromised was discipleship for recovery, and there's this mindset that you have to have one over the other. Well, I need to recover first. Then I may get more serious about my relationship with Jesus and the word. And then I'll get discipled. Well, Jesus never operated like that. He said, if my words remain in you, you truly are my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So he combines grace and truth, discipleship and recovery all together. And he never compromises one for the other. The other thing that I found is that recovery ministries are not good at discipleship, and discipleship ministries, especially in the church, are not good at recovery. They don't know what to do with broken and hurting people. I remember when I first came uh, to my church that I work at here in Kentucky, we had a staff member who's no longer on staff that approached me and said, Bill, I'm concerned about the clientele that you're going to bring to our building when you launch your ministry. And I looked at that person. I said, oh, you mean the clientele that needs Jesus Christ, the clientele that needs saving from their sins, the clientele that needs to go to heaven, the clientele that needs freedom. Are you talking about that group of people? You see, people don't understand broken people. And when you have a heart for broken people, You'll never, you'll never look at anyone as, as someone less than you or even better than you because there's no one, there's only one great person and, and that's Jesus Christ. And it's amazing how we look at people in recovery as those people. Well, I'm one of those people and I'm glad I'm one of those people. I was a broken person full of strongholds and addictions and the power of God has set me free. And if it wasn't for the word of God, and me applying God's word through the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, 
I would have never, ever been able to embrace this discipleship pathway that I'm on today and still am on so that I can sustain this life of discipleship and be the person that God created me to be. And that's where we land on anchor number nine. Allow God's word to become the authority over my life. Notice that's a key word, authority. See, a lot of people study God's word. A lot of people apply God's word. uh, But most people look at God's word as something that they pick and choose from. Few people make God's word the authority over their lives from Genesis to Revelation. You see, 2 Timothy 3 says this, All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So what's that scripture saying? And this is right out of the Encounter Bible study. It's saying that basically God has a great plan for our life and a great pathway for us to walk down. It tells us how it tells us what happens when we get off that pathway. It tells us how to get back on that pathway. And it tells us how to stay on that pathway. And it tells us how we can be blessed and how God gives us everything that we need to do what he planned for us years ago. So at Encounter, we believe that the Bible is true. It's inspired by God and holds authority over our lives. And let me say this. The Bible doesn't need to be reimagined, reinterpreted, redesigned, re-edited. It is the word of God inspired by the Holy Spirit. See, God loves us so much that he wants us to to know him. And that's why he gave us a roadmap, his word. Only God could have been so kind as to have left us with an eternal love letter. And that's the Bible. See, a lot of people say the Bible's not relevant today. Well, the Bible is relevant today. It was relevant thousands of years ago, and it'll be relevant thousands of years from now. And... Within scripture, this is so important, God reveals himself to us. He shows us how we can be forgiven, reconciled to him. He instructs us how to live a godly life. He encourages and guides us. God's word gives us wisdom, peace, and joy. It equips us to serve with love and purpose. See, knowing God's word will separate those anchored in the love of Christ from lukewarm or double-minded people. And you have to allow God's word to become the authority over your life. Friends, we live in an epidemic. I'm not talking about a disease. I'm talking about the disease of people not being in God's word. Nobody's in God's word, it seems, these days. We, most of the churches in America, the pastors will preach maybe one scripture, maybe even mention a scripture in a sermon, And they leave it up to you to go ponder what that pastor said all week instead of encouraging you to go dive deep into God's word, spend time in God's word each and every day, hear the voice of God every day through God's word. That's why we have you pray those prayers over every scripture in the Encounter Bible study. Lord, what are you saying in your word? What are you saying to me? How do you want me to apply this to my life? And we have you journal that. And whatever God tells you to do, you journal it and you get to share it with others. And before you know it, you're in a situation 
in a relationship where your Father in heaven is speaking to you through his word. See, knowing God's word will separate those anchored in the love of God. Let me say it again from lukewarm or double-minded people. That's why, that's why you have to allow God's word to become the authority over, over your life. Now, most people find themselves in one of three camps in their spiritual life when it comes to knowing and following God's word. They either don't believe God's word or flat out ignore it and reject it, or they think they're a good person and try to do the best they can in their own strength, or three, they believe God's word and pursue his truth in their daily living. See, the definition of the word authority in Webster's Dictionary is power to influence or command thought, opinion, or behavior. Taking that at face value, allowing God's word to become the authority over your life means looking to scripture as the ultimate source of power to influence your thought, opinions, and behavior. It means that you believe and agree with what the Bible says, and as such, your life reflects obedience to the truth of God's word. It means yielding your thoughts and and will to the higher and better thoughts of God. Did you catch that? It means yielding your thoughts and will to the higher and better thoughts of God. It means that your response to God's love for you would be to gratefully love him back out of gratitude. Think about which camp most accurately describes your choices if you're listening to the Encounter Radio Show today. Why is it so important to follow God's truth in every, not not just some, in every area of our lives? I'll tell you why. Behind every self-defeating behavior is the result of a lie that you believe. Behind every self-defeating thing that you ever do is a lie that you believe. See, every stronghold that has ever taken root began with a lie. Until you get to know the God of the Bible, you'll never learn the truth that sets you free. You got to understand that the only thing that sets us free from strongholds, from bondage, from chains, from addictions, from the grip of the enemy over our lives, over fear, over everything, is God's truth. And we apply God's truth as the antidote to the lies that we believe. That from the root of that's the root of the issue. A stronghold started when we believed the lie. And that stronghold maybe didn't start as a stronghold, maybe started as a, a toehold, maybe a foothold. Then it turned into a stronghold. It grew like a giant. A giant wasn't always a giant. A giant was a baby at some point, but somebody had to feed that giant. Somebody had to nurture that giant. We do the same with, with sin in our lives. We do the same with, with strongholds in, in our lives. Here's what Jesus said in John 14, 6. You're familiar with this one. Jesus answered, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus didn't say he knew the way or that he could point the way or that he was only one of many ways to the Father. He didn't say he knew the truth or had the truth. He didn't say that he simply taught the truth. Jesus said, I'm it. I am the way and the truth and the life. We live in a society of of subjective ideas and competing opinions. Sometimes just because a thought comes into a person's mind, they decide that that's their reality. Feelings, perceptions, or attitudes tend to translate into a mindset of 
to each their own. And many have views that differ dramatically from the truth that are in God's word. In fact, Jesus addressed the tendency man has to follow his own thoughts and reject God's word when he said in Mark 7, verses 8 through 9, he said, you have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human traditions. And he continued, you have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions. See, Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees about their zeal for legalistic observances. He knew that the crux of their rebellion was a heart matter. The same holds true for us. We like to put our own interpretations on Scripture as it suits us. We like to pick and choose what we want to follow and push the rest aside. I can't tell you how many people come up to me and say, Well, Bill, that's just not what I was taught. I was taught something different. My tradition in my church told me something different than what you're saying, but your tradition is different from what God's word says. I don't care what your tradition is. Sometimes your traditions just need to go. Uh, if it's just, just because you were taught it when you were young doesn't mean that that's the standard. That's the authority. It's not God's word is the authority. So as we wrap up this encounter radio show, I want to challenge you today. Don't incorporate God's word into your life. Don't, don't just pick and choose like a buffet line what you want from God's word. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There's a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. God's word is life. God's word will liberate you. God will speak to you through his word. It's God's love letter to you. Make God's word the authority over your life. Get in God's word. Spend time in God's word each and every day. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Encounter Radio Show.